0: You might find something you love.
1: Can you intro us, big dog? I'm uh, I'm loading up the WhatNot inventory
0: still. Sure, man. I mean, listen, it is uh, Wednesday and you ain't got shit to do. Uh, welcome, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze, your daily source for anything that's relevant in the hobby. We're going to give you hobby news. We're going to give you you know, what the drama is, if there's any, our own little spin on it. We'll tell you about what's going on in, in, in the various sports. We'll tell you about, uh, you know, what we think of the overall
1: market. Sometimes we'll talk about real estate for 20 minutes. You, you kind of never know, right? People love yesterday's episode, Cage. They like getting to know the the man behind uh, the million-dollar collection. And how he's just a modest man. Just, just your everyday Joe Schmo.
0: That's me. Uh, more schmo than Joe, most definitely. I will, I will, I will agree with that. More, much more schmo than Joe, and uh, so, so they got a peek behind the curtain. They got to lift up the skirt and they got to take a look at was under there. let They didn't peel, like what they saw. Let's peel back the layer of the banana of Captain Peely here. You know how you liking Florida, pal? How you liking? I mean, we we did basically. We're in month twenty four of this podcast, and twenty of them, or so. You were a Mexican.
1: How about did that? you think I would struggle with the transition back to the US?
0: Not so much. I mean, once we realized that the Federales weren't going to chase you across the border, I knew that, you know, the difficult part was going to be fine. Where where did I think you're going to struggle? Um, the monetary exchange from pesos to dollars was going to be a little bit difficult for you. I knew They that. don't have
1: inflation. They don't have a Federal Reserve.
0: No, the card no there
1: decide the, the currency.
0: No such thing as inflation. There's In, no inflation. I mean, they just you know you buy what you want. It's the same price all the time. It's more expensive. What am I? What did I think? No, I didn't think you'd struggle per se, but. Um, I will say, you know, down in Mexico, because, you know, people thought of it as more of like a vacation spot than real life, even though, you know, our listeners knew this was what you were doing. You had basically moved to Mexico. You always had kind of somebody come in and visit, or somebody kind of live there. You know, it sort of had like a vacation-y vibe. And while Florida also has sort of like the vacation vibe, I think this was more like, you know, you're on your own, man. It's real life. You know, you're living in Boca. It's not like oh, everybody come down and come hang out with Andrew and you know fill out the fraternity house. You know,
1: how's it yeah. been, man? I've moved a lot in my day. I, after college, I moved to SF. Mm-hmm. Okay, came back after three years to start a business. Mm-hmm. After that, I moved to New York. Actually, during college, I moved to New York for six months. What business did you try to start? We built websites. My buddy was like a computer programmer, mm-hmm. and he would build websites, and I would be the sales guy. I would be websites, apps. Um, This was in like 2013 when a lot of mom and pop shops either didn't have a website or had one of those websites that looks like Beckett.
0: (laughs) All right, well, Beckett rebranded. They changed their uh, they changed their logo, so I'm sure everything. You would do logo
1: design, not a good business, and here's why. It's one of those that you monetize once, but it could go back and forth, back and forth, iteration after iteration after iteration. But I got it one even better than you. you. You think that we do these shows. I ask you questions just to kind of, you know, get under your skin. But that's not the case. With Shaq, with this whole Shaq thing, I'm asking this for a reason. And I've mm-hmm. been building a take.
0: A lot of Shaq. A lot of Shaq comes every, every, every
1: day. And you know what it was? I think that Shaq is equivalent to today's Luka. I think the Luka market will not sustain. There's too many of his cards. There's too many of his autographs. There's too many of his patches. And Shaq went on to have a top 10, in some people's mind, top five career. One of the most dominant players. Changed the game. Everyone loves him. But he's not investable. Hmm. Luca to me seems very similar. Stop! Uh, what are you What are you doing right there with your soda?
0: I mean, LeBron doesn't have the same amount of autos, cards, patches, you name it, from his rookie year and second year, and you know multiple cards that are coming out, and you name it. Steph Curry doesn't have even more because in '09 you still had tops and Panini coming into the equation.
1: Different. Why? So we could talk about like the quantity of cards, but I'm the difference between like the best, best, best card and everything else. I, I think I'll give you an example. Other than RPAs and all that, that's a new thing, right? Yeah. Shaq didn't have any. Shaq didn't have any. Prism. Which yeah. Luca card do you invest in with Prism? Which one of the parallels do you invest in with Luca? They're all taking away from each other. Yeah, but I mean... I gold is going to be as sought after as we think it will be, because there's, there's
0: a line of gold. I mean, yeah, each product has its gold, but every year of Prism only has one gold with 10 per player, so that could be the one that's held out as the chase could be. Listen, I actually like where you're going with this. I, I mean, I'll, I'll take some shots at some of the premises along you're the way, but, but I mean, how about a correlation that you probably didn't expect? Luca is a couple years before an interesting economy where the fed raised rates just 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 happened the overall macroeconomic time Luca came on the heels of a a a boom in the hobby where there are junk slabs uh, a tremendous amount of print runs shack when was 92 89 90 91 was when everybody was turning the printing machines on and there were more sets than than I can name them. I, mean, I could probably sit here and name for you how many sets had a Shaq rookie card. It, it's a lot. Um, and then in 1994, the last time we had a 0. 0.75 basis points uh, increase in the interest rate by the Fed, um, you know, leading up to an interesting, you know, macroeconomic time, just like I think we are now. Are you
1: channeling your AHI sports? No,
0: but I'm I'm telling you that there are probably more correlations between Shaq and Luka than you
1: realize. Yes, just because I can't explain things doesn't mean I don't know what's going on in
0: But the biggest difference I have and why I brought up LeBron instead is that if you told me that you were comparing Shaq to, I don't know, Embiid or Joker or somebody like that, I would understand it, right? Because the position does matter. Yeah, but hours. the position man. I mean, Luca is very different from Shaq. Luca is, you know, you know. Luka's... No, then
1: people love the center. Right yeah. now, we love the James Harden-like point guard, but that could change too. Also, very true. I mean, and you know, I wouldn't say a Luca-type of player has ever won anything. There have been two examples: Harden and Luca.
0: Well, everyone's a Luca-type player now. Everyone's no. shooting to be a Luca player, and that's what happens. There was no Steph-type player either. When Steph started playing the way he did, and then people modeled their game after Steph, and you have the no one can model their
1: game after Steph. No one moves without the ball like Steph, and no one talks about that side. Of no one,
0: no one at all. No one will ever do it. No one's and everyone's don't exist in normal people. What language.
1: happened on your three p.m. work call? I need to. Oh, know. it was a great call. It was an excellent call. It was a great call. call. They, it was a they great love call. You. Everyone. Every loves
0: I mean, outside the hobby, sure. (laughs) Inside, you know, come see, come sell, like fifty-fifty. You know, mess with the right people, I guess. But no, dude, I I like the premise. And let me, let me, let me, let me
1: throw my little fun on top. More, I have more. I have more bullets in. Go, go. Chamber. No, no, you go your first, and I'll. What I was gonna
0: say was that if if the premise is forget about Luca compared to Shaq and their game and the whole deal, your premise is that the vast majority of the cardboard that's out there for Luka is not something that will stand the test of time and be a great investment. I think I agree with you, but why stop with Luka? Why not go on to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Connor McDavid and anyone else you want to throw out there who has this multitude of rookies? It kind of goes back to well, then you know everyone should just be buying Montana and Rice because they only had one rookie card.
1: But even I don't that, know that, I don't know football and uh, hockey as well. So I, I try to stay in my lane. I've seen I've watched basketball, so I've seen it ebb and flow since 2000. Is probably when I started watching ball. Okay. Football, like I'm, I'm still so dumb. How did I miss Brady? Like Brady, what, it seems to me so obvious in retrospect.
0: Everything seems obvious after it happens.
1: Seven rings. The guy is just a winner. The guy is just a winner through and through. I don't know how I missed that. But I got more bullets at the tank, like I said. We, judge Devin them. Booker, we chastise John ja Morant. We just, Jason Tatum, all these turnovers. And when I say we, I mean you, Cage. Um, <laughs> that's what I do. But here's the thing. I went back. I watched some old games, 2000 finals. I've referenced this all week. You guys are probably sick of me, but. You know this quote, Cage. In your twenties, you think everybody thinks of you, thinks about you, right? Mm-hmm. In your forties, you kind of stop caring what people think, and then in your sixties, you realize no one's thinking about you in the first place. I like it. Cool. Um, you've never heard that? No, never heard that. Never. Oh, Winston Churchill.
0: Winston Churchill. Great cigar named after that guy.
1: But, like, dude, think about it. Kobe was 21 at that first championship, okay? Shaq was 28. Shaq dominated partially because, yes, he was a better player. But at 28, you're just a little bit more mature, right? You just Mm -hmm. kind of – you've been through this. We judge these guys, Tatum and Booker, who are – Ja, they're 21, 22. We don't know what they're going to be like at 28 when they're a little bit more prepared for the spotlight, for shouldering the burden.
0: Okay. What does that have to do with Shaq?
1: What do you mean? I learned that from the Shaq 2000s final. From watching it. And Kobe was a young kid then. Just a baby. 21 years old.
0: Shaq was a dominant force from the day he set foot in the league. He averaged over 20 points. Did it forever. Why does this get you so
1: fired up? Because you're you Shaq guy, you're a Shaq guy through and through. Well, and that's I am part of Shaq.
0: it, but no, but Shaq, you you know how you said, oh Brady, you're gonna know you should we should have known you shouldn't have known with Brady. Nobody thought that with Brady in the beginning, right? Brady was a backup. You no, know, Brady was a nobody, and he got a chance, and he he obviously turned himself into something. Shaq is the opposite of Brady. Shaq came out of college, and everyone was like, this dude is gonna break every single record. This dude is going to be unstoppable. He's like, you know, watching old George Mikan footage. Like, he's just bigger than everybody. And athletic. Will he ever learn a hook shot? Will he ever be able to actually have some, you know, legitimate post moves? Not really. But did he need them? Right? People had to basically try to beat him up. They had to, like, you know, hack him. They had to make him shoot free throws. Um, And he could never hit the damn free throw. But Shaq was about the least surprising thing in the world. Right? You brought up guys like Devin Booker. Devin Booker, he could turn into something great. but very I'm comparing
1: different. comparing Devin Booker to Shaq.
0: Okay, well, who are you comparing him to?
1: I learned – I had a few takeaways from my little research this weekend, and I'm sharing them with that you. That people get better other than LeBron, who never improved his game. <laughs> I see what you're doing. You got some cool DMs tonight <laughs> to push back on me. Ziggy's <laughs> head. Good. Uh, shout out Ziggs. Um, There could be mu- multiple takeaways from one – Evening yeah. of watching games, That's and true. my second takeaway not has nothing to do with why Shaq is not investable is we judge Ja Booker Tatum all these guys after this year's postseason. Mm-hmm. When in reality, if you would have judged Kobe at that same time when he was basically their same age in an NBA Finals, they did mm-hmm. win. Yeah, you would have been like, "This guy is nothing."
0: Correct. That shows you the overreaction culture right now. That does not the card market is very different than it was then. So you can't do that same comparison. You know what the better I comparison is?
1: We can learn nothing from history, but we can learn some things from history.
0: You can I... learn, right? Because it rhymes. It doesn't repeat. You can learn Mark oh, you, Twain. Mark right? Twain, yes. Churchill, no. I like your Twain. You like Americans.
1: The Brits, okay.
0: <laughs> so, but, but think about it, though. The guys you're mentioning, their cards are already steamed to hell. Right? Their cards are already expensive. Because people are betting on them. There are people out there betting on Josh Allen. Let's use your guys. There are people betting on Tatum. There are people betting on Ja. There are people, not all of them can win. There's only one direction the cards can go if they don't win, down. That was not the case before, right? And a perfect example is you see people's cards, and it's not just the last couple of years. I brought up Wiggins. It's a better example for you, right? Because if Wiggins did what he's doing now two years ago, his cards would be through the roof. They would have been on that upward trajectory where people were investing in them, and they continue to invest in them the whole deal. I think Wiggins is a great example of he came in with a lot of hype, and he didn't immediately deliver, and the cards lost value. Those cards were expensive. Wiggins' cards were expensive. Take a look. Take a look at Wiggins' charts. And even with a championship, it doesn't matter. Even with a championship where he was a real hell of a contributor, the price is, a yeah, slight bump. Probably not where they were when he was being steamed up in the beginning. So we're in a very weird market. We're in a market of I'm going to invest in a guy because I want to sell it tomorrow, a month, six months, next year. Right? Most people who are buying Mahomes right now are not looking to save the Mahomes cards until after he's out of the league. And if you think they are, I'm going to sell you a bridge here in Brooklyn. Okay. What's the longest you've ever held a card? I own Babe Ruth cards for decades, but that's different because they're not playing. How long have I owned a card of an active player? Is a different story. I have to think about that for a second. But the truth is, people are buying. You held Drew Bledsoe, Bledsoe th-
1: through his entire career. I've held Drew
0: Bledsoe forever. Thank you for that loss, tremendous loss. I should have seen Brady. Um, no, but you understand what I'm saying. I hope if only because- you would have got held back in college. Yeah, man, forget about it. If I was just an idiot. And I, I was collecting Brady instead of Bledsoe. I'd be the richest MFR in cards. Um. So no, but think about what I'm saying, man. And and it does. It jives with what you're saying. It dovetails with what you're saying about Luca, right? Because Luca's prices, even the high end shit, right? His 10, 10, 99 is a price like LeBron. Okay. I mean that is insane, insane. Right? What? They ha- he has to win MVPs. He has to win, um, you know, championships. And, I mean, it's just – it's crazy. It really is. Um, do you think you know, he's going to
1: break 70 points in a game?
0: He might, but breaking 70 points in one game, you know, doesn't really do it for me at least. Um, what does do it for you, Cage? Sustained success both individually and for your team. Somebody who wins MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year, and wins championships. Believe it or not, Tim Duncan. Another yeah. guy who gets no hobby love at all.
1: You don't even own a single Tim Duncan card.
0: No, I don't.
1: Because I then, do, because I'm a collector, and you <laughs> you just make money in this.
0: I mean, you collect, I'll do what I do, and we'll see whose wallet gets fatter by the end of the year.
1: You started with a fatter wallet and a 10-year advantage.
0: <laughs> this is true. Some would say you should be able to be more nimble. You're young with less to lose. Some of those gambles should be paying off. Others would say, you know, it is what it is, man. I mean, listen, I love where you're going with this. I
1: really do. I don't even know where I'm going with it. No, so How could it, you know?
0: What you're saying is that the lesson to be learned from Shaq's cards is that even the guy who was a dominant force, who has numbers like crazy, right? They're mass-produced. There's so many of them. And even if Luca has those type of success – Big man aside, um, even if he has that type of success, people will will probably look at his cards and be like, "I don't know." There's so many to invest in, you know. Some of the you know the the prism base, maybe even the prism silver, is an almost uninvestable card because there's so many of them,
1: right? I I think a, a, something that might happen is let's say he has all this success, and people holding his cards with that success will be like, his cards should appreciate. And I Mm -hmm. think there might be a frustration if they don't because there's such a dilution of like, well, I own the blue, you own the red, you own. And there will be some, but it might not be, the the juice might not be worth the squeeze. I agree.
0: Everybody is looking for the next generational talent. And sometimes that doesn't happen, right? There's not a, there's not guaranteed to be a Brady right now in this year's release. Yes, there is. It's it's Herbert.
1: That's, he got bigger. He got stronger.
0: That's three years ago's release. He's been two training. two years ago's release. And you understand what I'm saying, right? I mean, you know, when you buy the cards, Pickett or Zach Wilson, you know, I, I, I'm combining the last two years, doesn't necessarily mean one of them will be Brady. And, and we price them like somebody's going to be Brady. Generational talents are that way for a reason. Um, you've done research on Shaq. I'm doing research on LeBron, um, which is interesting because I I still don't like him but what he's done is amazing and we we talk about like top 10, top 2, top whatever it is, you know, like the whole deal. Like, you know, the the true goats are the difference. Let me ask you something. If you you want to put Steph Curry in the top 10 with LeBron and the whole deal, right? We we talked about that and we'll go back to Shaq and 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 the like. If you're an NBA player who wins two MVPs, three Finals MVPs, you're an All-Star 10 times. All NBA ten times, and you win six All Defensive teams. You know How key All Defense. You? Are you a Hall of Famer?
1: What do you What do you mean? Yeah, you you two MVPs,
0: two MVPs, three Finals MVPs for sure. Ten times All Star. You're a Hall of Famer. You're, you're probably a top twenty player of all time with that resume, right? What I Who just is told that? you that resume is
1: that Pavlicek. We're not doing this again.
0: That's the difference between Steph and LeBron. So everybody who is moving Steph into the top 10 and saying, oh, maybe he's as good he's going to be LeBron, who will win a championship next year. LeBron has two more MVPs, three more finals MVPs, 10 times more All-Star. He was an All-Star 10 more seasons. I think he played more. more. He did. He played six years longer.
1: I think LeBron should have had more MVPs. There was a point there where he was the best player in the league. And even with that, he
0: has two more MVPs. Four, right?
1: He got four. So, I
0: mean, Listen. There's a gap, and I only bring that up not because people want to talk about how oh, Curry's going to between know, LeBron's, LeBron's
1: hairline and his forehead.
0: <laughs> it's there might not be a LeBron for a while, and yet we're buying you know John Morant cards and Luca cards for you know five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars. I understand what you're saying. You know LeBron is baked in, but Luca might be Shaq because the cards are sort of more like. Shaq type of production. What's the Luca non RPA rookie to buy? Uh, that's right. gold. gold.
1: Gold. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not joking. But other than that, what would you say? Not as optic. I'm asking you.
0: Obviously, what I'm talking about is just like a regular rookie, because the answer is who the hell knows what to buy, which is yes. the same answer as Shaq, which is making your comparisons.
1: Cage. Well, Thank you for having Huh? I don't
0: Thank know. Thank you what for I... help. Thank you for helping me make your point for you.
1: Well, you do it in such a lawyer <laughs> way. You put my brain in a pretzel. I don't <laughs> even know. I don't know. Um, what have you learned from doing an episode every day for seven hundred fifteen episodes?
0: Because um, consistency Alex- matters. What have I learned from doing an episode every day for seven or fifteen days? I don't know what. I, I've. What have I learned? I've learned. That I can, only, I, I was wasting an hour a day before two years ago. Clearly, you can that, do a lot
1: more in a day than you think, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you can always find time in a day to do, you know, do a little episode, do an hour's worth of stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I was thinking a little bit today like the hobby's funny, right? Like, we, I, I like the hobby first. I think the people are it's consistent of really smart people, that's why there's so many call outs because they're, they're, it's not like ditzy people, it's very intelligent people i think at the same time there's an element of jealousy that has like an undercurrent right of people who because dude think about a lot of the people who built success in the hobby right and Mm -hmm. newfound success it's not like it's easy and the reason i was thinking about that today is i got a text um one of our community members, I like and respect a lot. He runs a uh, business in uh, PA and he was like, dude, I've done two uh, two episodes of whatnot and there's a ton of packages to ship out. This takes way longer than I thought. Right? Right. But think about that, man. Think about all these people, whether it's influencers, breakers, LCS whatever it is that have, that do get some shit. Well, of course they, they, they're putting out content every day. It takes a, it's not whether you agree with the content or not. It's, it's, it's a lot of effort to, Chop it up to record it to edit it, all that stuff doing shows, shipping stuff. It, it is actually an eight, 12 hour a day job in a lot of cases. Of course, and I think there's a, an element of like I would say 50% is right, the call outs but also there's a, a little bit of like jealousy of like, damn, these like I kind of want to do that, but I also know how much work it takes to do that.
0: I agree. No callouts, the hobby's fun, man, but you're right. Some people in the hobby, it's a lot of work. A lot I of work. mean, you know, and, and people get to see it's fun and the events and the whole nine yards. But, like, right now, leading up to the National, there's a lot of people working their butts off. You know what I mean? A lot of people getting ready for the show. A lot of people getting ready for the events, getting ready to build out their boots and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's fun. But it's a lot of work. You know, people, what, what cards, pricing them, you name it, the whole deal. It's. Don't it's, you think you know, we
1: should call that out, though? Like we could do a lot of call-outs on, like, wrongdoing. So but call it, it out. About-
0: Tell me how you would call it out
1: what i just did i i just think there's a lot of businesses that if you i'll give you an example we'll go card letters as we bring them up um we could even go don diego we could go backyard breaks those are the three that come to mind okay an influencer a data tool and uh breaker i think they both all three of them they know who they are they're strong willed strong opinioned, right and they do things their way and there's some people support some people are neutral some people are against. But all three of those, and I think those are all three new businesses. We don't even realize car is a new business. Two years old, right? Correct. Dude, how much effort did Christina put in to, to build up Mint? Extra effort, right? Dude, Don Diego. She grew from zero to 25,000 followers, Cage. But she puts out a ton of content, edited content, presentable content. She's on whatnot. She's like shipping in all these packages from Asia. Backyard Breaks. From zero, they've grown and they have maybe 15 different breakers. They're 50K on Instagram. They're shipping out tons of product. There's so much room for mistakes and errors and all that stuff. My point is all three of those businesses get a little backlash. But all three of them, I think it's also important to at least acknowledge the hard work it takes to build a business.
0: All right. Well, I mean, listen, I think any any world out there, businesses are not the easiest thing to do. Um, They're all gambles. I mean, restaurants, cafes, you know, most of them close down. Um, Not only do I think it's difficult and a lot of work to build up what they've built, um, it'll be difficult to stay, Um, especially the bigger ones. You know, people like you've named Card Ladder, Backyard Breaks, Don Diego. Once they get up into that, you know, 20, 25, 30, 35, however many thousands of followers they have, there is a there's a, a, a an additional spotlight shined on them, right? You know, every move they're making, all the stuff they're doing is you know is um, is under a microscope. So, yeah, that makes it even tougher. Even if you're able to successfully build out a business, you know, it's almost like every little maneuver you're making also now is you know is is looked at with a, which by the way, I'm okay with. You know what I mean? That's you know that's that's part of the business. You're going to succeed. It's okay that, you know, that, that, that the people who you're supposed to be providing a value to, you know, are going to call you out on stuff. You know, if you're shilling auctions or if you're, um, you know, if you're, you know, not sending out the cards that are being hit in your break, this community is going to tell you, you're doing it wrong. And sometimes how you,
1: React, Do they tell react. you that you're doing it right, though?
0: No, definitely not. 100 not. But 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 it's it. That's the world we live in. Not just a hobby. You know, people want to knock people down. They don't want to build people up.
1: That's the way it works. In the sense of like you should baby them. but I'm saying, it, I guess, from this angle, like you'll show me incentives. I'll show you kind of what happens. I'll show you the results.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think we should. Re- Um, at least acknowledge hard work. I think we've stopped acknowledging hard work. I think we think success, uh, and thank you for leading me here. I think we think success is either all luck or luck and scamming, okay? Or luck. But I, I think it's important to also acknowledge the hard work that goes on behind the scenes that I think people don't see.
0: Okay. So we're 28 minutes in. Take the next two minutes to acknowledge some
1: hard work for some people. Dude, fuck you, man. You are. You show up every single day for seven hundred and fifteen episodes. What? I don't even look at this as work.
0: This is I mean, you know, my wife is thrilled that I do this because I get to talk to somebody else besides her about the hobby. And I think, you know, some somehow not, not only is the you know the fact that we um you know we don't give praise or kudos to people who are working hard and succeeding on it, we also sometimes lose the fact that most of us are here because it's fun. The last couple of years, we had a lot of people come into it, you know, because it was a place where you could basically, you know, do whatever you wanted and make money. Invest in anything you wanted and make money. You, you want to put some venture capital in something in the in the hobby? Go for it. It's going to make money. Um, you want to buy somebody? Great. It's going to make money. Here's where everybody
1: made money, though. I think you keep saying that, but I don't. I, I think it's survivors. Uh, I think it's like the survivor's fallacy. Like, I, I, mean, I don't it, think everyone made money. A lot of people came in last February. Did that, everyone that entered into Top Shot make money because
0: Top Shot went balloon? So that's that's going to be the difference, right? You know, people who came in in the last year or so, they had a, a tougher run. They definitely did.
1: Because So you, so you don't think – You ever – Einstein. We'll quick, Einstein for you. Nice. I like Einstein. The too. most important decision you can make is to think if the world is a good or an evil place, a good or a bad place. You've heard this. No.
0: You That's why I want you to tell me. It. That's that's the quote. <laughs> that's the whole quote. Why yeah. is it important to think of it as evil or bad? It's not. The most it's important decision. Very gray. It's gray. The world is as gray as it gets, man. All right, fine. Very few people are either all good or all bad. Very few.
1: I've met three in my life. Most I think 99.9% of people are. are good. Okay, not all good. <laughs> Not all good. Not, Not all perfect. perfect.
0: Exactly. Well, nobody's perfect. You ever heard that one? I mean, Sir Isaac Newton said that. I think. I don't know. We're just throwing names out today. That's the fit. That's the, the cookie guy with the figs in it. Nobody's perfect. No, man. I mean, I get what you're saying. I do. I understand it. You know. I mean, you know, we. There are people who are working hard. I think the people who have made it in the last year—they're working even harder. And the people who stay in this hobby for the next year or two or however long, they're working even harder. I think the people who were in it and were putting in the groundwork are being rewarded now. Um, you know, like Car Collector 2 is a good example, right? You want to talk about like humongous amount of, uh, 100, uh, humongous amount of followers, right? And just based on that, right? Obviously, he was here for a while through a thinner time, you know, and it probably wasn't that easy. It wasn't, you know, wasn't like shooting fish in a barrel for a while. I don't
1: understand this longevity argument, right? So, like, imagine if the old guys in the NBA were only nice to the old guys. And like anyone who came after them wasn't.
0: But no one, I'm not saying nice. I'm not saying nice at all. You know, I think basically what I'm saying is more. That's the theme
1: because these are new people in the hobby. They don't deserve as much credit as some people who've withstood the test. Think
0: about it more like yours, right? The people who are playing basketball now are not going to give you their all because they're getting max contracts from day one, whereas some of the players in the league now appreciate their max contracts a little bit more because the first half of their career, they were making shit money by comparison. That's the where I'm going with it. Not that the people who are new suck. It's the people who are new now, like you say, they don't have an appreciation for the older players who were not making this kind of money, and they had to earn it.
1: So a bimbo and a, and a lawyer met right at a bar, and I think we got somewhere. I think what we're saying here lurkination is for the new He's people beautiful. don't you gotta take, listen. Don't you take know, short, don't take shortcuts. Ride out the lean periods. That's where you're learning get better.
0: What I learned today is you have to listen to multiple episodes to get our jokes and our tie-ins. Because of if course. you don't listen to all our episodes, you won't understand that whole thing I just did about Andrew with the max contracts. That's from like a week or two ago. That's
1: sophisticated as shit. We
0: tie it all back together, man. You know it all it all links back in. But no I think you're right. Now, that being said, sometimes the old dog has a hard time learning new tricks. And we see that all the time, too, with, you know, old guys in the hobby who didn't want to grade, guys in the hobby who don't want to get online and don't want to be on, you know, uh, don't want to have an Instagram page. You know, there's an entire world of breaking going on right now that some would say is continuing to prop up the hobby during an interesting economic time. Breakers aren't losing money right now, I don't think although I'm starting to see more posts and stories from breakers posting that they have product that if other breakers want product from them to contact them, which is interesting because you'd figure they would just break it themselves. So that I, I I mean, I guess we can talk about that, but um, yeah, man, I mean, there is, I, I used to say something, right? I, we have sayings. This is the episode of sayings. Here's a cage ism, right? I used to say it to my grandparents and, they thought I was an idiot and my saying made no sense. But I'm going to say it again and you see whether or not you, you understand this. They used to tell me that youth was wasted on the young. And my response back to them was experience is wasted on the old. Do you understand that?
1: You came out the womb that witty?
0: No, I was like 12 or 13 years old and I was just trying to come back with something that made no sense at all. But they kept saying it to me. So let me say it back. But the more I think about it, the more that makes sense. How so? Right? Well, you have experience when you're old, but you don't have the ability to to utilize it was what I was trying to tell them. Right. They're trying to tell you youth is wasted on the young. You're young. You have so much time ahead of you. That, But but you're young. So you're stupid. So you have all this ability to make mistakes and and blah, blah, blah. You make so many mistakes. Youth wasted on the young, right? Imagine you could combine the experience of the old people and the youth of the young. You'd have a perfect scenario. You would avoid making pitfalls and mistakes. You'd be able to learn from the lessons of the old people. Whereas the old people, they've made all their mistakes, but they're about to die, grandparents. So they don't have the time that youth has to learn from their mistakes. Now, think about that saying. Because the hobby is a fun microcosm of that. We have old people like me, right, who have made mistakes. We have young people like you who are, you an are a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe we mush it all together and we figure something out. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Guys, you're going to get a real treat. Tomorrow, Cage is selling on Whatnot. So Thursday and Friday, Cage will be selling on Whatnot 5 p.m. Eastern. Make sure to join him. What do we talk about
0: today? Because I have no idea. I'm leaving this episode more confused than when I started. Okay,
1: just the dog days of summer. But I want to buy shack cards. Let's sell my Shack cards <laughs> to the moon. If I
0: thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze, oh my, podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now eh, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.